Hello, humans, and welcome to The Vine Down, a show where we cover a number of topics in higher education, ranging from professional development, data stories, and some cozy non-holiday themed chats like what we're having today. And I'm really excited to welcome our guest. We have an awesome human here um, who I want to get you some candid access to, Joel Bauman, who's an enrollment leader. And I want you to get to know Joel the dude because he's pretty awesome. And uh, we also want to dig into the topic of prospect management, which is a framework we'll tell you all about. It's an oldie but a goodie and kind of like me and Joel. And <laughs> uh, we want you to leave with some really actionable ways to treat students in your funnel that we, I promise you, like every time will really move the needle on your stage conversions. So that's what you can expect from us today. So here's Joel. Joel is um, the SVP of Enrollment Management at Duquesne University in Pittsburgh. Joel has been banging all over the country for his career um, at a variety of schools leading enrollment at Stetson, Westminster, and Utah, the new college. Um, and Joel was even an archaeologist at some point early in your career. True story. Um, yeah, I want to know if like in retirement, you're going to go back and be like a park ranger or something. To totally on the on the uh, bucket list. Cool. Awesome. Well, not uh, probably not driving the Winnebago around though. Oh, I'll is that what you have to do in your... Let's go. That's what that's what people do in their retirement. I'm gonna oh, go. The win oh, I see. Winnebago. I'm gonna go hardcore and be in a tent. Okay. All right. Um, well, as you are old as heck and sleep on the ground, I wish you good luck. I'll come find you. Um, yeah, okay. So lightning round to get us started and get to know Joel. Joel, as we ask all of our guests, um, what are three key lessons that you've learned in your career that you want this audience to? Yeah, to hear? thanks. Um so like I said, I've been at a, at a, at a few different uh, institutions. I think it's important to know that uh, the learnings uh, are filtered through the fact that I, I, I am, was a uh, first-generation college student. So first mm. in my family, we, we actually emigrated. So English, not my first language, emigrated when I was four. Um, and so the college and then grad school and then follow-up and then the whole enrollment world, um, I think, are, are influenced by that. So, um, and there's a lot of... You know, people talk a lot about imposter syndrome. People talk about mm. fake it till you make it. All true. All true, right? So you learn along the way. You have to be. So one of the things I learned is you have to take our industry, be a student, be a practitioner, be a student of our discipline, uh, just like you would in school. And so you really have to learn it. And uh, from the leadership perspective, you really have to have to be successful professional self-awareness. Um, and so my, I didn't get that uh, executive coaching and some of these uh, personality assessments um, and things like that till later in the career. So I've done the Berkman, I've done the Kilman conflict uh, resolution profile, MBTI, strength finders. I hated the 360s. Um, and now as a matter of onboarding, every new hire, we do a disc profile and the conflict, uh, the Thomas Kilman conflict instrument. And so you really, and a, a book I would recommend is um, Leadership and Self-Deception. Um, that went with something called the Berkman, which was probably the most effective uh, executive coaching uh, that I've, I've, I've experienced. And with that self-awareness, we ask all our new staff to write a credo at the end of the onboarding session so that their, their commitment, their beliefs, their values that they add, and we have like a little graduation ceremony. So they join the rest and we put them all together. So that's, that's one, professional development. Two, uh, it's an art. You've heard it's an art and science. Actually an art. Always recruit talent. Art. Always recruit talent, whether it's for staff, students, talent. Um, 
really adds, that's what we're, we're looking for to be successful. Um, situational awareness, attentiveness, and anticipatory awareness. Um, try to think about what's happening situationally with your staff, the marketplace, other stakeholders on campus, so that you could always anticipate what those questions are gonna be. It's seasonal. You've done this work before, you know what they're gonna ask. Those memos are the same, the board meetings, agendas. So try to anticipate that and be prepared as opposed to reacting and then uh, uh, reporting later. And then uh, always have, always understand the marketplace and have uh, a kit bag or chalk bag if you're a climber to help you purchase and, and climb higher. Always have your toolkit. Sometimes they sound like excuses, right? So sometimes it's like, well, we made the class because we worked really hard. And so it must be the staff working really hard or, you know, uh, didn't make it and or didn't make it. And it's probably because our, our uh, competitors down the street offered a higher discount, we think, but we won't know for two years. So it's sort of like you have to be aware of reasons. Um, and sometimes those reasons come so late. Um, that it, it's too late to, um, you know, sort of make sense and have it be proactive. And so, and, and you've lost, you know, maybe two or three years down the road, people are like, wait, you said Ritko is going to get better. You kept giving a reason. And now we've lost X number of years. Um, and I've seen some college colleagues use that because then they could slingshot into the next gig before that third year is up. And they find out those projections or anticipatory you know, anticipated results were actually actually excuses. So um, have your kit bag ready because you're smart and you're data driven and you know the marketplace. Um, but don't make them like what some other people use them when they when they pop them out of the bag as excuses for for not working out. I think those right. are those are the top things. It's funny in enrollment. I think about this all the time because I'm like on the corporate side of this and have been for my whole career. And I think about how sales leaders move around. And I know we don't like to like call enrollment sales, but essentially like you are a sales leader in your institution and you are tasked with bringing in new customers. If that language hits you wrong, sorry, not sorry. But like it, it, sales leaders get fired all the time when they don't make their numbers. Enrollment leaders just move around. And to, to your point, there's like a positioning on giving those reasons in your chalk bag um, or those excuses, but they have to be like real measurable and non-defensively given. Um, and then that first point you made, Joel, about being like a student of humanity and leadership, I think is really interesting. That's something we talk about on the on the show quite a lot. It's just like ways to be a good human in the work. Um, so I appreciate that all of those frameworks, whether it's like the Berkman or the TKI for you are really good ways of like managing and knowing yourself as well as mm -hmm. enabling your team as like a group of humans doing work. I think that's really cool. Awesome. Um, the last part that I wanted to mention was that you touched on something we also talk a lot about in the show, which is the lack of leading indicators in enrollment, right? Like you don't know, like the, the sentence I heard you say was like, you often don't know until it's too late. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the things that you and I are going to shift into talking about today are e-prospect management as a framework, give you way sooner, better leading indicators mm -hmm. so that you're not in the place where you're like defending a lost or missed goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's cool. right. Yeah. It's uh a lot of our businesses often it's like the uh, Hunter S. Thompson quote, great American journalist. Um, you don't know how close you are to the edge till you've fallen off it. 
Truth. Truth. Um, wow. I never think about like enrollment as like life and death, but you've just made it <laughs> intense like that. <laughs> I see. It does sometimes feel that way. But it's a holiday, yeah. so it's really all about the brightness. Yeah, look, I brought get, creepy Santa. Get... Come on, it's there a holiday. There you go. I've got. Okay. I've got. I've got. Love. Love lives here. Oh, that's like such a suburban housewife thing to have in your office. I like that for right? you. It was a gift. Okay, prospect management. So yep. right now, I think about like to your point, our brains are really full with holiday stuff, bad news on earth reading files, early, like early decision notifications, regular decision deadlines, shifting into reading, tons of stuff happening in our personal lives. And it's a great time for us to return to a very powerful but basic skill, which is prospect management. And the short story on that framework is that, and Joel will tell us so much more, but this is a way to build human first relationships at scale. Um, and that's the the key is at scale because we realize you can't staff up to do like just more gut power man to man stuff. And if this is a really good way for your admissions offices to organize behaviors of your admissions teams or yourself, if you're running a territory. Um, and Joel, you and I are really only properly getting to know each other despite passing like ships in the night for many years. Although, wait, okay. I'm going to admit something to you live in the show. I've like known who you were deeply for like a long, long time. And I don't, I, you just didn't know who I was. So you have figured very large for me the last 20 years. Okay. That just means you're excellent at sales. And I kept right. I kept signing those contracts for when George, when George would show up. Yes. So, and this is, this is our sort of like shared origin story is that my first boss out of college or my two first bosses out of college, Topher Small and George Dane. Um, these are some of the pioneers of like, and like the OGs of prospect management, enrollment consulting, a lot of market research and data in the space. Like we were doing search so early that we called it direct mail and not student search. And this group of consultants is um, a group that Joel and his colleagues at the time continued to hire um, to train them on and train their teams on something called prospect management, which is actually something that enrollment has borrowed from development. This is not like mm. brand new on earth, but this is something that we talk about a lot in sales, corporate sales and have for years. And this is something uh, that we have learned from advancement offices at institutions who are cultivating donors over a long, long time. Mm. So Joel, mm. explain to us about what prospect management is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you said, it really is a combination of uh, advancement, sales, um, being a good person, <laughs> right, and um, direct marketing. And so it comes out, and and it combines sort of the marketing theory of positioning. Hmm. George was big on positioning an institution, not advertising or or marketing in that sense. Owning a place in the in the brain uh, uh, of a potential student or a customer, and so you know. With my anthropology training, it's always about what's the lineage, what's the kinship, you know, who do you go to for foundational principles? So it's that's kind of the umbrella if you want to mm -hmm. uh, really go back to basics. But in essence, where it's it's pipeline development, it's nurturing, it's cultivating. We use uh, an additional uh, qualifying grading through the process, um, and we actually talk about persuading um, and then closing. We 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 do actually use. Uh, that language sales language how shocking but, but, right so actually um in 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 the prospect management or today inquiry management um 
it's it's always been talked about as not hard sales but directive counseling to soften it up um for um you know the knack um so it's about counseling not about hard sales so really traditional programs build a large inquiry pool it's a volume game and i will say i have strayed some because good i've i i because i don't know if you can't execute well on the human white glove treatment um in the trenches direct with student execution of prospect management it, i've always used and in the in the particular market positions the institutions i've been uh with in that particular time volume was a safety net Right. Volume Wait, let me slow that safe, down because this is net. really key because okay. I'm really fighting against volume right now, like just yep. in general in life. Like, I don't think volume is the answer the way I did 15 years ago. Um, but you're saying if like volume is still a thing to do if and only if you can do personalized and individualized right. well. Is that what right. you're saying? If you can't. Okay. Right. If you can't, if you, can't, if you don't, then if you don't have a strong game, you have to. And the way, right. So the point is, it's inefficient. Yep. Um, it's, it costs a lot of money, uh, totally. with, with decreasing, uh, returns. However, if you can have the resources and that's what you got to do just in case. Right. So, but most, of, and that's why I'm saying I, I've strayed and sometimes had to do that. So most mm -hmm. programs, that's why I'm aware, this is how it usually works. You build a large inquiry pool. Um, it's late, you know, later in, in the cycle, and we're talking about freshmen, but this, this is actually true for transfers, even sure. more for graduate students, because yes. you have even more information for about yep. them and you, and you actually know more about them and you know, and they're more specifically interested. Yep. Um, and then you dedicate your time to converting admitted students to enrolled students. The problem is, as we know, unless you ask them, unless you've convinced them ahead of time, most, most students have made up their minds long before they apply. And if you're not in the top three, or the top choice, I forget what the stat is. Um, and we've been using this for 30, 40 years. I don't know the last time we checked it, but it's three out of 10 will ever change the order of schools right. they apply to. Yes. Yep. And so you've, so a heart goes out to the staff that's been reading files, trying to talk to, talk to students, trying to get to know them, build relationships. And eight out of 10 aren't ever going to enroll. Yeah. So and you're spending about, a lot of time and think agony. About how, and then you're missing the, the two to three that actually would enroll, right? And yes. so it's really harmful. So enter prospect management, now inquiry management, because with Slate, suspects are now prospects. Right. And prospects are inquiries. So if there's a hand raiser, not a cold, cold name, hand raiser, somebody clicked and clicked, this would be new, clicked on a website or clicked in your email, something of interest, right? Self-initiated. Uh, mm -hmm. The student has done some self-initiated activity to indicate an interest. And so prospect management, guidance and direction, now through the admissions process of those students you're able to assess as most likely, or of course, most desirable that you want to apply and enroll. So it's early identification, early in the pipeline, not write it when they've taken the junior test or senior percents and work the recruitment process, build a pool of qualified and graded, all continuously qualified and graded and so you're only working it. Sometimes it's called demonstrated interest. You try to gather up every indicator of attention. Um, and then it's, and then the response is always personal. It's not just the mass email. It's actually also not the mass texts and it's also not the mass robocalls. Those are helpful and those could be personalized, but
but the key is to customize the response in personal ways that shows you're paying attention to what the student's doing. Um, in the old days, we'd ask for a survey. In the old days, we'd ask for a tear-off card where they were checking uh, it. the BRF. Mail it back. <laughs> what a <laughs> right? time. Right, what a time. And then, we'd, uh, and then, you know, they'd wait till somebody would um, data enter them. Um, and we thought we were the height of efficiency. We we're like, hey, what if we Xerox them? And instead of waiting till they're entered in the system by the data entry folks, we actually divvied them out with the with the copies, and then you know recruiters can talk to them right away. Um, cutting edge, man. Cutting them. Those were the days, um, and because admissions folks can't work effectively with all the inquiries they receive, right? So it's it's imperative on us. And obviously, with today's technology, it's really easy to just yeah. feed. Yeah. According to demonstrated interest, according to predictive model scores, according to where they are in your funnel or in the process or on your website, they're literally pinging, right? If you're a Slate user, you just collect all those. And we've got portals set up for, for the staff where it's like, it just, uh, I think it's called a fetch query, but it fetches that student that is most likely next to be and what the next step is. Um, and so what we do is, um, what is it that that person is interested in that's different from the person before? So whether it's a place on the website, whether it's something they told us in their incomplete application, whether it's something they told us during a visit, we're able to collect all those uh, and really build, sort of curate, like we're gonna curate responses, uh, curate a collection of materials that we could then show, say to them, you've indicated that we've listened to you. And so mm. we think you told us this was important to you. So. Um, if you're interested in debate, hey, I just saw the debate team uh, perform, so I'm sending you a video. Or I saw a poster of tryouts with the debate team. When you're here next fall, here it is. Put this on your calendar ahead of time. And that's the kind of personal white glove customized approach um, that I think is is key in the one of the keys in prospect management. Yeah, I mean, I so I'm hearing you say, and let me know if this is the right recap for what prospect management really is, which is a way to drive a set of behaviors that offers students individualized attention, which will help them move the needle. It's so it's some of the things are like, not just your mass email and your Comflow. And we talk a lot about like Comflow here on the show. We talk a lot about really clean up communication, but it's using the knowable, like we have a lot more data in our world right now than we used to have. And it's taking knowable data, making decisions and driving behaviors about where to spend your time and where to direct your team to spend their time. Lead scoring is an aspect of that. Again, something that like is normal and usual in corporate America um, to score your leads and determine like who are your most hot students via demonstrated interest um, and to continually gauge interest um, to continually qualify these inquiries and convert them. Am I... Am I like getting that right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, on the, on the Comflow, I, I think some sometimes people call it um, adaptive Comflow. Yep. Right. Um, and in social, I mean, the advent of social, um, the advent of AI, right? It really is adaptive to your activities and your behaviors. Yep. The diff and and people are used to it, right? But they know a machine's doing it. What yeah. happens here is I paid attention. So I, Joel, your admissions counselor, because you're in my territory, I'm like, huh, if you're interested in history, 
and club. It's soccer. your business to know that. I'm going to know that. I'm like, hey, actually, our student ambassador, Janie, plays soccer intramurals, right? And she's and she's she's working on a history research project. So I thought it'd be good for you to talk to her. That's that's a customized. That's a what we used to call. That's an arsenal item. That's something. It's curated. It's available. I'm now paying attention. It could be that Janie is also talking to 100 other students who are right. in, in soccer and or history or research or being an ambassador, right? So it's uh, it's not mass customization, but it's not it's more efficient. It's individualized. On a it's individualized. Yeah. So, so I want to talk about arsenal in a second because that's a big like a big word and term within prospect management. But yep. I want to highlight for the audience something Joel is saying about the power of feeling felt. This is something that we want in our personal relationships. This is something that we want um, to create for students. And the power of making a student feel felt is a decision point for a student. It's a way to unlock and create less friction for the student who is going to enroll. So I this is a hard thing to say because I realize that there are many schools who are relying on only on communication that is like generalized which is like your postcards, your print publications that you're not customizing fields or personalized, which is like your email address that has, or your emails that have like, dear Joel, we think you're interested in soccer. Like that's a personalized message. We're taking all the way down into customized and individualized yep. for the purpose of having students feel felt and allowing our staff to shift into the position of being trusted advisors. And hopefully you've gotten there first to be a trusted advisor so that the student and family makes that decision and they feel yeah. felt by you. Like, I, I think that's what you're talking about doing that scale. I love that you're the one giving this, this to this audience because you're doing this at a really big scale. And I want to talk about that for in a second, but I'm sorry, I'm very excited. I'm jumping around. Let's talk about Arsenal because you mentioned sure. Arsenal. Um, what is the Arsenal in prospect management? Um, and, and actually part of, part of what I, I love about our business is it's, um, for me, it's just ongoing, um, solution finding to figure out puzzles of what it's going to take to get to the end result. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everybody so far has said, one of the things that's important to me is to serve students actually are in our mission statement, right? So students are the cornerstone of the pole star of all decisions we make. And yep. Uh, we serve God by serving students so they can in turn serve others through excellence in professional liberal arts, through profound concern for moral spiritual values, through service to the community, the church, and the world. And so that's really important mission-wise at Duquesne. So serving students, right? So I don't know what's more, what is more fun than finding out about a student's interests on an ongoing way as they work through the funnel or through the pro through the student journey these days, they call them. And I want, and uh, I actually have a, I still have an old graphic of an old funnel, but it's still helpful to think about as a student moves on their journey, where they are in that decision point, where you Wait, I are. I have this graphic. Do you want me to pull it up? It, it's a little embarrassing. It's kind of like okay. the funnel as clip art. I mean, it's a little, uh, I'm having like an okay boomer moment for you right now, but like, okay, it's so blur audience. Be cool, blur your eyes, and Joel will talk us through this. I'm actually cusp boomer and Gen X. So um, I feel you as a cusp Gen X millennial. So right. yes, can relate. Carry on. Probably, probably with the probably with the little bit of greatest generation in there thrown in sometimes, mostly on Sundays. 
Mm. Um, so, I mean, the point is like, it, I'm a big fan of it's both a system and a, and a person and interpersonal, right? Yeah. You have to match both. And so here's the systematic approach. There's always research going on on our end. There's always things we do under the college action piece, right? It's image yep. development. You do that with your marketing folks. It's enrollment marketing. It's positioning, uh, right? Um, and then all through, and, and by the way, we, the new the new version of this obviously goes through all the way to graduate students, alumni, sure. et cetera, right? Uh, retention is an important piece of this. By the way, very similar in retention. Why would you, how could yes. you not individually curate the experiences, plan, right. an intervention, coursework, yes. advising, yep. interventions based mm -hmm. on what you know of the students. So all this is true all through the funnel. But if you're doing it at the top, if you're doing it early, then they are going to be what the the strategic byline of all this for for Duquesne is increase the pool of qualified applicants who see Duquesne University as their first choice school before they apply. The board asked, "What's our strategy?" I said. Increase the pool of qualified applicants who see Duquesne University as their first choice school before they apply. What a powerful sentence. Yes. Before they apply, right? Yes. So stop stop reading files and look at files to recruit them. Figure out you should know as much about the student before they ever apply, right? But application is just more interest. So you could see all the steps and stages. And then I just find this as a helpful heuristic. If you go on the left-hand side, like what is the student thinking? what is the student doing mm -hmm. in green another here, yeah. way of saying where in the journey are they and if they're a stealth right like this is the lead this is somebody flew in the old days flew to new york picked up the tapes to load from college board flew to on their the institution flew <laughs> on, right like just like in the movies yeah um so you can get the names on be the first in the mailbox with the letter right um, today, you have to figure out, are you first? What do they know about you? And you can get all that. But once you figure out where they are in the in the journey, in the process, you deploy your resources and you and you try to figure out um, what can you do to for them to reply to you to indicate an interest so you could then customize white glove create a system for them. Arsenal is a curated group of materials, people, faculty, coaches, presidents so it's humans it's material um it it's artifacts that you can provide to the student to say hey we were thinking of you and we have something that we'd like to share with you that we think uh is related to your interests the thing is you've got a hundred right like we've got a hundred soccer balls lined up we've got yeah. um all the flyers of you know rush sorority and fraternity rush lined up and then we'll just do uh, sticky notes on them and say, we're thinking about you, then using their, so it is personalized. And there it is, and like, there's an example of, uh, we found that the yield on undecided students was lower than the yield on- Oh, like undecided majors, picked yeah. a major, undecided yeah. majors. And so what, what could we do to provide them with a sense of some direction, some affinity, some belongingness, and so there was a whole effort with faculty, with student success, with advisors to say what would be of interest to students who haven't picked a major yet. And yep, so you could deploy this peer to peer too. Uh, yep. And then so we had a there you could see groups of materials from the magazine, let's yep. just say, uh, from our student newspaper. Um, and I'll tell you, we make it fun. So we'll take half a day with all the admission staff 
run around campus and say, hey, find Arsenal material that we can curate and then use later on. And so we tried to do it um, for each territory manager. I, you know, the goal is twice, twice a month. We never get there. And actually, this is part of the fake it till you make it piece. Um, I was struggling with this model early on in my career because George and Topher and Steve Klein, like they're like, you got to, here's what you do. Here's the checklist. Do here's this. how you deploy it. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, and the president of the institution knew this system very well and mm. could use this language too. And I was stressing. I'm like, oh my God, I got to do this. And then there's these students and then the staff is out, and, but they're on the road. A lot of fish to fry all the time. There, yeah. It was, it was a lot, right? You saw the, you saw the visual, like, and we got to be doing research and we got to be, <laughs> And then the uh, these folks showed up, and I was like, "Listen, I have to, I have to." Finally, I was like, you know, "I have to be honest with you. I'm like, how do the successful people do this? Because I'm, I'm kind of struggling doing all this, um, and I don't feel like, you know, now I'm worried, right? This yeah, is where the like first generation not, doing the, uh, not yeah. doing the thing, and they're like, they look at each other. Uh, there might have been bourbon involved. Um, Definitely look at each yes. other, and they start laughing, and they're like, "Get a little of this guy." He's like, "Nobody ever does all of it." <laughs> like, now you tell me. All right. Um, right. Um, do your best situation. But, but I'm not telling that to your audience. I'm just saying, you know, uh, similar to every, it's the 80, 20 rule. It's, it's well, it's like of, a start somewhere story too, right? To it's a start somewhere. somewhere because, and I like this picture on the left because it shows the different materials that you have. And this is very mm -hmm. different than the publications that are like expensive and deployable by you usually on a schedule. This is like a group of stuff a, of deployable resources. And our arsenal can also be your human resources, right? Like your alumni, your student workers and, and stuff. We're talking about the paper version of like surprise snail mail, which can be still really effective. And I like this picture because it shows like an actual physical library of stuff to go grab. And if you operationalize this and make this easy, I see the stack of post-it notes there. You can very quickly rattle off like, again, what's going to make a student feel felt and send this, send this material to them. Yep. Um, and, and you can, you know, again, with modern technology, you're seeing where they're pinging you, when you're talking to them or when you're sending this out, we say, you know, many of our students, um, you know, have thought about how they're going to pay for college. Many of our students are thinking about, you know, where they're going to live. What, what are the rooms like? Are they going to make friends? Um, you know, can they, how do they pick a major? What about study abroad? Does that sound like you, right? And now they're like, oh yeah, that don't, and I know don't ever ask the, do you have any questions? So when you feel like saying, do you have any questions? You do a little research about this, the, the human, to your point, the person you're about to talk to and say, oh, it seems like we have some information. I about, think you might that want sound to know like more. You? Yes. Right. Yep. We talk about this all the time. And this is the way our, our clients deploy CollegeVine profile data, because this stuff is knowable. And it's normal. It, you can shift that questioning. Like, do you have any questions to, I think you might want to know. And like, dang, that makes a student feel like, okay, this person has cared enough to get to know me, um, which is really, really cool. Okay. I want to get back to that question, Joel, because I'm, I'm rapidly interested in it about how Duquesne does this at scale. Um, I also want to encourage the audience. I know we've got a bunch of folks listening out there. Um, hello to the audience, but please use the chat feature or the comment feature. We see the comments. We can answer any particular questions that you have for us. So please do use that. Okay. But Joel, let's talk about how you do this at scale, because you were doing this at smaller scale at Stetson, smaller scale at Westminster. And now you're doing this at pretty big scale at Duquesne. Like, how are you scaling this up? Because it is not an effective answer to say like, Oh, we're, we'll add more humans to it. Like you have operationalized this now. Like, 
and it's I like how it so- it's actually how it sounds when we say it. Well, yeah. you think we could add some more humans? Like, like Yogi yours. Bear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I'm glad you're holding this up for the audience because I know we've got some folks at smaller schools yep. with smaller staffs and you can yep. do sort of like the man to man stuff more easily. Yep. But talk to me about scale. Yeah. Um, and I'm not and I'm not the only one. Right? I have some colleagues, some shout outs to folks who are at the big state schools um, mm-hmm. that are doing some of this. That I, I, I sometimes present at conferences with. Um, so you always, um, you know, it's like that song, uh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of the challenge, uh, the leader, back to leadership challenge, stakeholders, influence, um, there are nine colleges and schools at the institution. Um, there are folks in those departments who are advisors. It, it's a network of folks, um, you know, I think Agnes Scott started a program where they call them your your board of advisors because you've got an admissions counselor and you've got uh, an academic advisor and then you've got uh, you know career services. So you have there are all these folks around, and the challenge is to educate that, like introduce them to the concept of prospect management and the funnel. Um, and we actually call our uh, biweekly newsletter out of the enrollment office the funnel. Um, uh-huh. No, actually, yes. Um, uh, uh, and there's always and there's always has to be a picture of one of our different funnels. Um, but the point is, let's. Where are we? Where are the decision points? And in your school and in your program, because physician's assistant has a different funnel yep. and a different timeline than we do. However, you know, in the grad programs. And so right now, in our onboarding, is a new um, science uh, graduate uh, uh, enrollment advisor who's now being introduced to this. So, and so the answer to you is, um, you know, educate everyone, show that it works. And you can see we have not well, but sometimes done the AB testing. These folks didn't have the customized attention. These folks did have the customized attention, right? When you're showing that to your internal constituents, like, yeah, here's how we can win. And you're spreading out the work institutionally because like, and the corporate side, we say like, oh, we're all in client facing, we're all in sales or whatever. But like, you're getting more resources out of your yep. community because you are spreading yep. the work and spreading yep. the data yep. and the story so that you get some help and you build relationships, which is not, I think a lot of enrollment offices have enough fires burning merrily for themselves to solve, to focus on something like in, internal constituent management, which is it, what you're talking about. Um, that's that is quadrant two work, if you know the yes. four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. like that is that is really important. Um, recently, um, right when I left my last institution, the baseball coach, the assistant coach for recruiting, I had them come in and talk to the music school about how to recruit and how to fill a class. And it turns out the faculty started to say stuff like, "You have to like you're three years out thinking about who's going to be your first baseman because you're." third base and you're gonna have to fill a position and you got to recruit Amazing. for that you know, that's kind of like the euphonium our second right? like the euphonium player is graduating is, yeah right is graduating so we're recruiting for i try to use the word euphonium in every conversation because oh do should i like uh, have like a buzzer go not? off yeah okay you- <laughs> right i did right so um and so that constitution the uh stakeholder um relationship and I, I, you know you have to do it and so we have the education school come in and say we've had experience with this you know, health sciences will come in and say, we've got experience with this. 
um, you know, the business folks. So each one with, you know, different slight difference and emphasis and approach, but they're all sharing. And so it's mutually reinforcing. Um, And so they'll, they'll call on the liberal arts advisor to help with science because a lot of the first year courses are all in liberal arts. That's an arsenal. That's a resource. Um, uh, And that, that we're also doing it with uh, technology, right? Sure. Student portals can be customized. I told you we have these fetch queries. Um, uh, we do try to, it, it, you know, it's really hard to try to segment it all into those various purposes. So that's sure. always an ongoing process. You got to have the right code and you got to make sure it's going, it's not just like you said, your insert preferred name. Right. Woo. Um, uh, and obviously it's soccer and obviously it's biology. Um, but we try again, curated digitally as well. Uh, and then every interaction that's measured can re- can create a new a new response and a different response. Um, we're not quite there yet, but that's the answer to 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 scaling it too. Technology and the human human, um, you know, sp- spreading the, the work around yeah. the theory, spreading the theory around to other folks, so they're they're helping out. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Um, okay, my last question for you, because yield time is right around the corner. We're going to go away for a break and then come back and be like, oh, okay, now we need to make them come um, and enroll. What does prospect management solve down funnel on the yield and matriculation stand for, standpoint? Um, so this is, since we're getting to yield, I can't now separate out what we used to call uh, in the business on the financial aid side. Um, not everybody gets the scholarship, but most do, and most are interested in affordability. Um, and I think it's an RNL term. Sorry, uh, George. I'm cool with that. It's it's a, it's the, cool uh, depth, depth sounding the financial aid or depth sounding their, you know, early estimate. So the answer to your question is, if you've engaged early and you've got your pre-qualified, ongoing qualified and graded students, this is a LOI one, their top choice. This is a LOI three, they're a fence sitter. They're gonna need this following thing to help make a decision. You have all those. And if you also then have a know more about their financial picture, because you've asked them, you've probed. So tell me, how have, your, how have you been planning to cover your costs? You know, most families covered you know, out of uh, income and, and loans and some savings. Does that sound like you? Are you planning on financial aid? Mm. Right. And so if you have that conversation, now it all comes to bear. Having said that, if I can tell you that here are all these benefits and we have the program that you're interested all at a price of $499.99, how does that sound in 10 equal payments? Um, how does that sound? Would you be ready to, to make a commitment um, soon after the break, after you meet with your families, after you visited? And yeah. so the yield, the yield, like you've whittled down your yield problem to a core group. Um, and then again, so you know who's likely, and then you put a lot of work into the the most desirable because they're going to have more options. Yeah. Yeah. You and I have talked about this in the past that like yield is a symptom. If you have a yield problem, number one, a yield problem, a true yield problem in the way that you just described, which is like the narrow group of students who you really have to figure out like what you need to move or, or move on. It is not an existential problem. If you're looking at yield as a problem in your institution and it feels like an unsolvable existential problem, you need to look up funnel. 
Because if you're spending time and behaviors on students who are low affinity, we talk about affinity a lot for our college fine students and profiles. Mm-hmm. If you're spending mm-hmm. time and your staff's time on low affinity students, or if you're a selective institution, if you're spending time on students who are not admissible, of course you're going to have a yield problem, right? Like this is a symptom of a, of a thing that the answer is up funnel, is what I would argue. It, it is up funnel, but not up volume funnel to to your point from earlier. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. You have it's both volume and correct, um, correctly selected. Um, the problem with a school like us or the schools I've been with is we have to generate that demand. It's not automatically, they, they, they don't just start gravity wise, start falling through the machine and, and have the heft to carry through. We have to generate the demand. We have to generate the interest. Um, we have to drive the desire yeah. to want to enroll. In most cases, we have our, what we've done the research, we have what we call our Duquesne dependables, you know, 25% of the class, no matter what, you know, no matter how badly we screw up and say the wrong thing, they're coming, they love us. Uh, and then it's that last group of 50 that are um, influenceable because they're interested in urban uh, institutions, they're interested in Catholic institutions, but they have choices. They're influenced. Then there's that, there's that last quarter that we can get incremental um, enrollment from but we can't spend a lot of time there. Yes. Yes. So Joel, we're almost at time and we will end the way we began, which is a lightning round question. And like, there's a lot of scary shit happening right now on earth and in enrollment. And it's a, just a big time. I've never seen a time like this in in my career. And I'm curious if you will take us out on some good vibes ahead of the holiday season. Tell us very briefly what you are excited and hopeful about in the next six months. Um, Sienna. (laughs) Um, you know, I have to say, cause it's, um, cause we just had our, our holiday party, uh, down the hall. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to everybody sort of demonstrably pulling together. Mm, Um, Lovely. What it wasn't, it's not always like that with nine schools and colleges and historic and, 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 you know, a, a place where there haven't been a lot of new Bases and new talent. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see some some less of the silos and more reaching across, all getting aligned. And you know, <laughs> I, I'm not doing this for self-serving. We actually are just starting the onboarding process of prospect management. And so, arsenal's a word you hear in the hallway. Um, you know, uh, funnel management is something. Multiple funnels. Is a concept mm-hmm. people are at the same time juggling multiple funnels, multiple segments at the same time. Like you, st- so I am um, in this multi-intergenerational staff mix that we have. Um, I am actually really pleased to see um, a lot of the sharing, a lot of the um, little sort of sort of light bulbs going off. That's so awesome. I am, I am pretty excited about that. Um, what a like a, an on-theme so holiday message to pull your totally staff together is. like that. Um, Joel, I super appreciate your time and candor today. I had so much fun talking to you. Like most of our guests, I, you and I could chat all afternoon and I'd be psyched about it. Um, thank you for being here. I, I can't chat all afternoon with you all evening. That This was a Well, blast. I mean, we'll turn I off mean, the show. Like we, oh, okay, we could, right. but right. like we'll have to turn off the show. No, uh, this has been a, this has been a blast. I wish, I wish I could share, share more. Um, but, uh, I really appreciate the invite and, uh, I hope we were able to um, like you said, I think even trying to apply a little little bit of this um, in the time we have left, um, like we can guarantee you, it will move the needle. It's not a silver bullet. It's not even silver buckshot, um, but it's a, it, was, it is a little bit of silver 
uh, dust. Dust. That uh, sounds to sprinkle, to sprinkle like highly carcinogenic. <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't 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 smoke silver dust. Please don't. Um, okay, audience, thank you so much. That's it for today. Next week, we're, we thought we were going to take a break starting next week. Actually, we're going to be here next week. We're going to do kind of an, a holiday open house find down. I think my decorations obviously needed more airtime. Um, I'll be hanging out with some of the College Vine leadership team. Uh, it'll be one part like ask us anything. It'll be one part year in review, and it'll be one part predictions for the year ahead. So we will be here next Thursday at four o'clock Eastern. And... Have a great time. In the meantime, drink water, be well, take care.